Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, I'm David Axelrod, CNN senior political commentator, former senior advisor to President Obama, and host of the Axe Files podcast. Join me each week as I interview key figures shaping our world from politics to the arts to sports and beyond. Listen on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play The Axe Files with David Axelrod. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Chelsea Handler. this week as much as I did, but if you didn't, feel free to tweet me. My handle is at Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> we have another excellent show for you tonight because if you didn't know this already, Thursdays are the best days. They're like Fridays for people who work four-day weeks. <laughs> so let's get into the headlines. to kick things off with a heartwarming story tonight. As a woman, it's always nice to see a father spending real quality time with their daughter, especially when they are such a busy career man. Kim Jong-un, dictator and family man, brought his daughter and wife to the military parade, which featured more intercontinental ballistic missiles than ever before. Believed to be called Jue, maybe nine or ten years old, this is the fifth public event for Kim's daughter since November, the only one of his children to be shown in public, fueling speculation he may be grooming her for succession. At elementary school age, she already outranks a room full of senior military officers. Kim Jong-un had a daughter. And judging from this photo, it looks like he's got another bun in the oven. (laughs) Yes, this girl is speculated to become Kim's successor. Who would have ever thought that North Korea would have a female leader before America? (laughs) And she's a minority. To say, I am so sick of these Nepo babies. First, we have Lily Rose Depp and then Willow Smith, and now this girl. Whatever happened to becoming a nuke wielding tyrant on merit? <laughs> you know how many girls are out there working hard, learning how to fire missiles and starve an entire population who will never have an opportunity to lead a regime? <laughs> also, to all the men out there who think fedoras are cute, I want you to know that this is what you look like. <laughs> good 
look, especially when you're shaped like a giant Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> Let's move on to the man who invented Cabbage Patch Kids, George Santos. <laughs> Earlier this week, he was roasted at the State of the Union by Utah Senator and Silver Fox Mitt Romney. <laughs> and apparently, Georgie didn't appreciate it. Meanwhile, Santos is firing back at Senator Mitt Romney after they clashed at the State of the Union. Romney said Santos should be embarrassed and should have sat in the back and stayed quiet. It's not the first time in history that I've been told to shut up and go to the back of the room, especially by people who come from a privileged background. And I think it's reprehensible that the senator would say such a thing to me in the demeaning way he said it wasn't very Mormon of him. That's what I can tell you. people coming from a privileged background when you dress like young Sheldon. <laughs> You're saying that wasn't very Mormon? Mitt Romney is so Mormon that whatever he does is the Mormon thing to do. <laughs> he is the king of the Mormons. All Mormons are mad at you right now, and as a Jewish person, I'm gonna take a, le take a leap of faith and speak on behalf of all Jews and say, we're mad at you too. <laughs> Even the Dalai Lama is like, oh, this motherfucker? <laughs> I like how he says it's not the first time he's been told to go to the back of the room. It sounded like he was about to say, African-Americans like me were told to go to the back for years, but we said no. At the same time, though, George Santos is an absolute bitch, and I love it. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him when he's in prison in two months. Let's move on to the latest way that dumb people are spending their lives. People will do just about anything for clicks on social media, but this is really stupid. Jumping from the highest point possible and intentionally landing in the water with a belly flop. It's a stunt so terrifying. They're calling it death diving. It's extreme belly flopping and ouch, does it hurt. The higher the jump, the more the clicks. This guy is jumping off a roof into a pool, belly first. This video alone has nearly 44 million views. Watch as she throws herself off of a platform 81 feet in the air. Experts say definitely don't do it. There's potential for a lot of injuries. They could crack a rib, their, their internal organs could separate. This trend was brought to you by White Claw. drink for white people who want to do stupid shit. And by the way, I don't want to nitpick the way people are trying to kill themselves, but it's not really a belly flop unless you spread your arms out like this. I see you guys tucking in at the last second. Do you want to separate your internal organs or don't you? <laughs> Experts say, definitely don't do it. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and by the way, you guys don't have to push things this far to go viral. You can just ski down a mountain topless like I do. <laughs> that gets plenty of clicks. On the other hand, if all the young, hot, blonde women want to belly flop to their deaths, have fun because it's less competition for me. <laughs> And finally, let's move on to our big international story for the week, the impending Cold War between Joe Biden and Xi Xi and China. 
The massive recovery effort now underway. Unmanned underwater vehicles seeking out wreckage from the balloon's huge technology bay, the size of three buses. Those vehicles also searching for possible explosives. A senior U.S. official tells me the balloon had a self-destruct capability. As the U.S. collects debris and with it information, China today declaring the airship does not belong to the United States, but to China. The Biden administration making it clear they're not getting it back. you, China. (laughs) You sent the balloon over here to spy on us. We found it, and now it's ours. (laughs) You don't get to demand that we return it, just like the guy who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband doesn't get his hammer back. you guys, but I'm not scared about the supposed explosive self-destructing capability on a balloon. All balloons have a self-destructing capability. (laughs) It's called deflating. (laughs) Also, it doesn't belong to us. I'm sorry, China, but that's confusing, okay? Usually when you release things, it's for the entire world to enjoy, like COVID. balloon cleanup, we go now to Michael Costa at the scene of the wreckage. Michael, what's going on? What's going on, Michael? Chelsea, I'm here in the debris field, which is seven miles wide, and it just keeps expanding. One thing experts have learned during this cleanup is that water moves. So how is the recovery going? Not great, you know. It's hard to distinguish the spy balloon debris from uh, debris like this that just seems to always be in the ocean. It's sad, but there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. Well, is there any way that we would ever have to give any piece of the balloon back to China? How dare you, Chelsea? Okay, America has full rights to the balloon under the historic doctrine of finders keepers, which of course was later amended to include losers weepers. However, under UN law, if America fails to declare no backsies, China can call dibs, provided that before they launched the balloon, they licked it. Okay, well, thank you for your legal expertise, Michael. One last question. How much longer will the recovery take? It might be a while. I mean, I mean, the search is being hampered by all the TikTokers who are death diving into this debris field. And the Navy is doing... God damn it. Come on, guys. I'm doing a report. You know what really pisses me off, Chelsea? Is that they're not even belly flopping. They're tucking in at the last second. That's what I was saying! I, I, I know. It, it's like they don't even want to separate their internal organs. <laughs> God damn it! Oh my God, look what I found. I, I think I found a piece of the balloon. Hey, Navy guys, is this something? Be careful, Michael. That might be the self-destructing part of the balloon they were talking about. The self-destructing part of the what? I... Well, I'm sure he'll be okay. Michael Costa, everyone. Hi, I'm David Axelrod, CNN senior political commentator, former senior advisor to President Obama, 
and host of the Axe Files podcast. Join me each week as I interview key figures shaping our world from politics to the arts to sports and beyond. Listen on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play The Axe Files with David Axelrod. to talk about and to help me uh, talk through them, I've brought in some friends. Uh, please welcome Otsko, Okatska, Rosebud Baker, and Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> okay. Is there a uh, camera there? Oh my <laughs> God. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Otsko. How are you? I'm good. Let's uh, talk stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some stories. We have um, one of the uh, Kardashians, Courtney, who's the most. Um, I guess untouched one, I would say, right? <laughs> Courtney is coming out with a vaginal uh, gummy. Woo. So you take the, I'm confused about whether you put the gummy in your mouth or straight directly into your Pikachu, but mm. it's supposed to improve the smell and taste of your Pikachu. And then it tastes like pineapple. So that's, mm. I don't know if that's even possible to put a gummy. I wouldn't even want that flavor. I would wa want like Arctic Blast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Something minty fresh. Something that's going to surprise some people. <laughs> Here's my issue. What if you like the original taste? Instead of a gummy that makes your pussy taste like pineapples, I want a seasoning that makes my salad taste like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I know. Yes, I'm, I'm sick of products like this. I'm just like, just hold your nose and go down on me. Just <laughs> <laughs> grow up. Also, first of all, just a regular shower will do it most of the time. You know what I mean? with this. Hey, okay, I, am I, I think I'm the only one that's like, I need this. Okay, hold on. Also, they know this. It makes it taste better for sure. Like, can you imagine? There was a taste tester. Right? There was a person at their company being like, no, no, no more vitamin C. More, no, more pineapple. You know what I mean? Like, nice work if you can get it. I mean, <laughs> the line is outside for that job I is know. like, let me tell I you. Know. It's not that Long. <laughs> no, no. I feel like you have, you have to check back in. And she's one day married to like Travis Scott. We have to check, or Travis, what's his name, Barker? We have to check back in to find out if it works in like six to eight weeks, see what he says about it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, he seems like he's so in love with her. He doesn't care what kind of smell or taste is coming out of any orifice. <laughs> I mean, those two are like inside of each other every time you see them on TV. If they come out with a Dave's Hot Chicken version, I really want to do that. <laughs> on the testing this. round for that one. I also already do this. I already eat my yogurt with fruit. So this time, this whole time, I could have been doing it on the other end. Too. You know what I mean? like, I've been doing it for free, Courtney. <laughs> um, Whitney uh, Houston is releasing a new album. I'm confused by this. This keeps happening. Tupac did this. He started this trend. People release, releasing albums after they die. I yeah. think Beethoven's releasing something next week, too. <laughs> yeah. I thought ABBA was releasing, because they were nominated for the Grammys yeah. this past week, and I was like, ABBA? I thought they had crossed over as well. I didn't realize <laughs> that they're still alive and well. Are you a media? That's how you <laughs> <laughs> Are you Teresa Caputo? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there's someone, there's an artist on the other side. I thought they had passed on. So it's gospel, it's a gospel album with six previously unreleased songs. So it will be new material. Mm. Again, very surprising. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's called Go to the Rock. And I was like, honestly, I was ready for her like lesbian pride album called um, Go to the Cubby Hole. <laughs> That's one, I I, like one of the songs sounds like a lesbian pride song. One of the songs is called... It's called Hold On to Help Is On The Way, which is a story about a lesbian helping a gay guy kill a spider. <laughs> I think Go To The Rock is a great name for, like, Hunter Biden's book. <laughs> there was a Japanese... There's in a Japanese uh, zoo, they figured out that a female monkey got pregnant despite being separated from all the male monkeys. Um, so when they investigated the situation, they found a hole in the wall. <laughs> and so this is the first ever monkey glory hole, I guess. Yeah. And oh now God. the couple is living together and they're going to raise their baby when they have the baby. <laughs> See, that's where they oh. messed up. That's where they messed up. Because I feel like she should be so lucky. Like, we should all be so lucky. You know, most of us have to get pregnant watching a man <laughs> As soon as I heard someone, a monkey got pregnant in a room by itself, I was like, I promise you, Nick Cannon visited that zoo. <laughs> I, anyone with anything with a uterus within 100 square yards of Nick Cannon will get pregnant, I promise you. <laughs> Every unwanted pregnancy should be blamed on Nick Cannon. <laughs> now, right? I think these monkeys sound fun. Like, so in confinement, they found a hole. I mean, and I heard the other monkey was a different, like, kind of monkey, too. Ooh, interracial monkey porn. Yes, interracial love. Aren't we for it? Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned, because when we come back, Leah and Michelle will be joining me on the show. Don't go away. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok, and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. actor and singer in the Broadway revival of Funny Girl, which is breaking box office records, and the cast album landed at number one on the Billboard charts. Please welcome Leah Michelle. This is so cool. Oh. And you're just nailing it. You're so good. Oh, so good. Thank you. Thank you. I went, I, how many people here have seen Funny Girl? Okay, well, not enough. I, 
You all need to see this play. I went to your play last night, and yeah. I have to say it was one of those classic Broadway experiences that I haven't had in a few years. You are incredible. Thank you. And there are a lot of people who are famous, but you are really, really talented. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I was Super blown. hard work. It, it, well, obviously, it's hard work, but it takes yeah. a lot of talent to even execute that. I mean, there's dancing, there's singing, you're funny, <laughs> it's a comedy. I was so nervous because I, I heard you might be there, and then I saw you, and I was like anybody who's just like you know and, and so funny and so gifted in the way that you are like you and Chris Rock are the two people I was the most nervous having in the audience. Oh, well, that's sweet, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I have to tell you, when I got up during intermission, I went to go get a Diet Coke, and um, and everyone was coming up to me. Like, every gay person in the theater was coming up to me to tell me how amazing. They're like, I love that. They're like, can you believe it? How yeah. amazing is she? And I'm like, I'm not her mother. Yeah, like, every what? Everyone send all of your comments and concerns and everything to Chelsea. She speaks for me now. Yeah. Yes, yes, a DM me at Ellen DeGeneres. That's um, a good bit. So I know that you came into this play while it was already up and running. So yeah. I have to know, like, how long it took you to prepare for this and Oof. what, what, I mean, the schedule must be... It's an it's a unbelievable schedule, and, and anybody working, I mean, anybody on Broadway is working so incredibly hard. It's eight shows a week. I do seven shows a week. Um, I had, I think, something like six weeks to learn everything. It's about 15 songs, 22 costume changes, something like seven to ten wig changes. It's, it's a lot. And mid my rehearsal process, um, I was told that I had to start sooner than I than I thought. And so it was a really intense experience, but I did feel as prepared as I could for my first night. I just wanted to make all the quick changes happen and not walk on stage naked. That was like my biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just so much fun to watch. I was sitting there and I was with my niece on one side and a friend of mine on the other side, and I was just smiling so hard. Yeah. Like my cheeks hurt, like I was on ecstasy oh, or something. Good. I was like, oh my God, this is so joyous. And everyone, and you got so many standing ovations in the middle of your songs. Thank like that's you. so beautiful to see for a performer. It's uh, the it's by far the most incredible experience I've had as a performer on stage in a work environment. I'm having truly the time of my life. That's nice. Because last time I saw you, I haven't seen you in a few years. I know. And the last time since I've seen you last, you have uh, got, married got married and had a baby. Yes, I know. I have a husband and a baby. And it does, it's, a, it, you know, leaving my son, he was just two when I started the show. And it's hard. It's hard for any parent going to work. Um, but we, I literally went from being home every single day to then going to work and being at work all the time and it's tough but there is something also so amazing about coming home and like having that family life that I never had while I was working it's yeah. really grounding and I'm so grateful for it well that's great because I'll never know what that feeling oh, come is on. no I mean by no, choice move by to choice. New York well, move to you know we were talking about it yeah, come well, to the city I've never lived in New York City I the feel vibe like here is good it is good the it vibe is. here is yeah. good you guys. I agree maybe that's the case you know so tell me, like, how has it changed? Because you've done so many Broadway plays when you were younger, yeah. right? I mean, that's kind of how you got discovered. For I did. A I did my first Broadway show when I was eight years old, totally unplanned. I just kind of walked into it. And then I continued working until I was 23. And then I left to go to L.A. and I did, you know, Glee out there and other TV shows and never really planned on coming back to New York. And then it was the pandemic that brought us home because this is where our families are. And yeah, I'm back on Broadway after 15 years. And it's, it's wild having been gone for so long and jumping back into this schedule. And, you know, when you're doing television, you're doing new material every day. It's a new script. It's a new storyline. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing every day. And 
And there's something as an artist that's really exciting about that. It's like, how do you make that new? And how do you how do you bring your own excitement to it every night? How do you? I mean, <laughs> it's it really depends on how I'm feeling. I'll have a day where I'm in a really uh, upbeat mood and I lean into the humor. And that really is what gives me the the energy. And then there are days when I need to kind of work some stuff out. And, and that's what I, I lean into more of the the emotion and the, the drama. And what are you saying to yourself? Like, what does a person say before you walk out into a theater like that big having to perform for that? <laughs> Don't up. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, please, God, you should see me before the show. I'm like praying. I'm like, oh my God. But I also think like if there is a show to can you say that on the daily show? I don't see why not. <laughs> if there is a show to mess up, I like this is the one because it's like I, I feel so comfortable turning to the audience and just being like, well, here we go. That didn't work out. Let's try it again from the top. But it's it's it, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like live theater, and and I love it so much. This honest dream come true that so many people have known that I've really waited so long to play this part, and the fact that I'm doing it, it's. I still, every single night, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this and that people are enjoying it. And it's the most incredible cast of incredible, hardworking actors and performers. And we really have fun in the midst of doing what is a very challenging job and making an album in the midst of also doing all of our shows and having it do so well is is just another great gift. Yeah, well, good for you. Everybody needs to go see Funny Girl. It's playing now uh, on Broadway at the August Wilson Theater. Hi, I'm David Axelrod, CNN senior political commentator, former senior advisor to President Obama, and host of the Axe Files podcast. Join me each week as I interview key figures shaping our world from politics to the arts to sports and beyond. Listen on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play The Axe Files with David Axelrod. to be the first Jewish female host of The Daily Show. But now it is time for something a little different. Sarah Silverman will be here next week. <laughs> and if you want to catch more of me, I have a new Netflix special called Revolution that is streaming now. And I'm going on tour and coming to a city near you. So check the link below for dates. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hi, I'm David Axelrod, CNN senior political commentator, former senior advisor to President Obama, and host of the Axe Files podcast. Join me each week as I interview key figures shaping our world from politics to the arts to sports and beyond. Listen on your favorite podcast app or ask your smart speaker to play The Axe Files with David Axelrod.